Good afternoon. Again, we're here and we're going to go over last week's message again and I'll add to it because God showed me, he said, you preached it, but I'm not finished with you and I'm not finished with you here at this point and on this message. So I want you to get your Bibles back to Jeremiah 33. And I want us to have some fun with the word today. I'm going to open two versions of it today. So we were talking about God's restoration and I want to, I need this message right now for sure. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I think sometimes we can get caught up in what we think we don't have or we missed or the opportunities that we have seen get away. And I think, or either, even the things we don't feel we have yet achieved. Any, any takers here? And I think we can get so caught up in that that we miss the journey. And so me sharing the mango story, which I should put in the message, I'll see how the Holy Spirit leads me. I'm seeing that God is telling us to focus on how he provides and not what he provides. Do I need to explain that? How many of you have prayed for God to do something for you that you even may have thought was a tough thing to receive at that time or a real challenge of your heart and you believed for it? Yeah, that's everybody. How long was it before that thing was no longer valuable or as exciting as it was or, you know, the big deal that you thought it was when you asked for it? Because new things become old and they become familiar. Um, first car, first apartment, first relationship, first whatever. After you had it for a minute, it's like now there's the maintenance of this thing. And sometimes it's like, God, I'm sorry I even asked for this thing. You know, that's life. That's not a put down. That's not a shame. That's just a reality that the things that we look for happiness in only provide happiness for a moment and then it fades. So the things he provides don't have lasting value. But the way he provides is eternal and forever. If he says, I'm the Lord, your provider, that means provision is yours, not the thing he provided, but provision itself. 
God, I know what I'm saying to you guys is going a little, is a little steep, but you're just gonna have to walk through me with this one. I know that he died to provide salvation for me. But since I've received salvation many, many years ago, it's very easy for me to forget the value of salvation. But it's still valuable. It's still powerful. And the fact that, yeah, listen to me close. He sent, he came in the form of man. He sent his son to die for us to give us a renewed or restored relationship with him. I need you to understand this. Man had fallen from him. He provided a way back. And he provided that way back by laying down his life so that you can have eternal life. But that, not life just only that, but life more abundantly. Not only that, you can come to him and cry, Abba, Father. Father, you can say, you can say, my needs are met. You were wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon you, and by your stripes I am healed and made whole. It's how he provided. It's, see, if you look at what I provided, you look at what I gave you. But do you look at what I went through to give that to you? Kids might be happy when they get a present or a gift. And it, I have to watch that with people and family and, and, and grandkids and whatever. Grandpa, can you give me that? And they, in their minds, like, you got money, just you could do it. It ain't nothing for you. But they don't know what I went through to get to the place that I can provide. They don't know the struggle of when I had absolutely nothing and what the pain and the tears and the sleepless nights and the evictions and all of that. They don't understand the process. So as I'm giving them the gift, they may take the gift and they may say thank you and they may smile and send you a I love you text. But they don't appreciate or understand how I'm able to give them that gift. The way I'm able to provide. I want you to understand that God can give you stuff when you pray. But if you don't understand the process he went through to get you back to the place of being unredeemed to being redeemed so that you could call him our father so that he can provide these things for you. You miss out on the true nature of the goodness of God. I don't ever want to get so caught up in the gift that I forget the one who gives the gift. And because we fell away and we fell short and we walked away from him and we still do from time to time throughout this life. The, the provision he put in place to still be able to call him father and receive from him and come before his throne boldly in, in time of need with any request, that was a price that was paid that was very, very, very deep for me to have that relationship. So I don't want to focus on the gift. I want to focus on, I don't want to focus on the gift he gave me. I want to focus on how he gives me the gift and why he gave me the gift and what he went through to provide that gift for me because then the gift in comparison to what he did for me to have that gift. What am I talking about today? Gratitude. I don't want to just be restored financially or physically or anything else without me first having a full deep understanding of why I should be grateful for what he's done. In the time of struggles, we have a tendency to forget what was done because we focused on what we need. 
I'm going to say that one more time. In the time of struggle, we have a tendency to forget what God has already done because we're focused on what we want or need. Are you with me? And what I'm trying to say right now is, God, I don't want to be focused on what you did, but I want to be focused on how you did it. I want to be focused on the, the, the methods that you applied for me, this, this word that I can read that tells me I can come before the throne of grace, that if I lack wisdom, he will give to me liberally without finding fault, but it will be given to me. And I want to understand that the God who created heaven and earth took the time to provide this means for me and you. Hmm. Let's go back to Jeremiah 33. And I want to pick up where I left off. Well, no, I want to go back over the first part, and then I want to pick up and go to the second part that God put on my heart today. So starting at verse 1 in Jeremiah 33, he says, and the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. And I think that we forget that we have to be reminded. Scripture said he came to him a second, second time. I said, God, well, I need to know why he came to him a second time. He was in the court. What's that about? And God said, no, you, you're reading that word wrong. Look up what that means. So, oh, and then I looked at it again and I realized, oh, he was in prison. He wasn't in court. <laughs> he was set up in prison. He was confined in the court of the guard. He was in jail. Well, that puts a whole different spin on it, doesn't it? And he comes to him a second time. And it hits me right. You're listening to me? Because when God gave the promise to you, or he made the promise to you, and he told you you were great, and you were called to be great, and he's going to do great things with your life, and he, people, somebody prophesied it over you, and another prophet said the same thing. Oh, wow, five people gave to me, they said the same thing. I'm just so excited. And now here he is, trapped in the court. The court of the God, prison. Now, you may not be in jail but you feel like the blessings and the promises of God are out of your reach, like you're locked into a place that you can't get to what he promised you. You feel locked up. You feel in prison. You feel like the, the, that, that the promise of God is being just kept right out of your reach. You can see it through the bars, but your hands just can't seem to reach out and catch what God's promised you. And so God now comes to him a second time to remind him. Remember the thing I said to you before you found yourself in this tight place? I'm reminding you again of what I promised you before. Again, I don't want to focus on what he delivers, but how he delivers. Remember when you were feeling all good and you danced around in church with all the people and your, the word was spoken, you was happy and hallelujah. But now you're in a place that it looks like it's all being taken from you or the opportunity is failing you. Or you never going to become that person God told you supposed to be. And you keep coming out your mouth saying the wrong stuff and messing up opportunity. But yeah. But, 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 but I'm here to remind you again a second time that what I said before still stands. I, I, listen to me. When God spoke over you who you are, 
who you call to be. Are you listening to me? He knew your shortcomings and flaws then. You don't think he compensated for that in the call? You don't think he compensated for that when he spoke that power and that word over you? You don't think that God already had all the things in place to, 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 to fit all the shifts you might make in the process? Do you somehow have, have you been deceived into believing that your mistakes or your missteps somehow caught God off guard and he doesn't now know what to do with you so he can't provide what he said? Have you allowed the accuser of the brother and the devil to convince you that you are just so bad or so screwed up or so messed up or messed up so many times or missed so many opportunities that you are now out of the reach of God's promises and the words that he promised that will come to pass in your life? And if you tell the truth, we all have bought the lie. We all have stopped to say, yeah, well, maybe it's because I'm not this and maybe because it's not that. Maybe it's just, you know, well, maybe I just, if I'm just lying up, I guess I'm missing God. And God's like, none of this stuff is, 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 is amazing to me that you've done. My promises are still my promises. I don't care where you find yourself right now. Oh, you better listen to what I'm saying to you today. My All the promises of God are still yay and amen. Yes, and so be it. They still are. He hasn't shifted. Your confidence to believe may have shifted, but he hasn't shifted. So while he's now locked up, God comes to him a second time to say, what I said to you the first time still stands and your circumstance and your situation has nothing to do with what I promised you. It still stands. Because somebody could say amen or something, right? You know, it, it's a real thing. And so God brought me back and said, no, I want you to read this again. I want you to look at what he said. He's not in a court. He's in jail. And so I'm coming to him a second time to encourage him that what I said still stands. What I promise is still real. Let's do this now. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the second time while he was still confined in the court of the God. That's an old way of saying he was locked up. Didn't know that. And God said to him, thus says the Lord who made the earth and the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. So now this has a whole different meaning to me today because what he's saying is, I made the heaven and the earth. All of this I said last week, but it was a different energy this week. I understand the situation and I know all the outs. And I know all the ends. This is the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Nothing that you're facing right now is too big or too outlandish or overwhelming to me. Are you with me? Say it. My God is still there. No matter what situations or circumstances I've gotten myself into. He's still God. And what he says still stands. You can give God an amen and hallelujah for that if you want. So he comes to him, he says, 
I'm God. I know you in jail. I know your situation seems locked up. I know the finances seem like they're totally out of your reach. I know your health doesn't look like it's getting better. And it looks like the healing is being kept away from you. I know that, he said. But I'm reminding you again, I'm the God who made heaven and earth and everything in it. Yes, you are, God. Yes, you are. But right now, and I'm just feeling so this, and I'm just feeling so down. I'm just, just feeling so hard. And I'm just going to call unto me. And I will answer you and tell you and show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know, understand, and cannot distinguish. And as we went through this last week, just the whole thing of you can't even distinguish the move in front of you to distinguish something, to be able to recognize it and identify it. You can't even tell the blessing if it's sitting right in your lap until you call unto me. So what am I asking you this week to call unto God for? Not just God make it better. God, make it go away. God, answer my prayer. But God, give me discernment to see that even where I am right now, you are the God created heaven and earth. And there are blessings that I don't see because I'm not calling unto you. And I want you, no, I call unto God. No, 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 no. Whining unto God is not calling unto God. Letting God know the problem once again and how frustrating it is, but I'm holding on. It's not calling unto him. He said, call unto me as the maker of heaven and earth who knows all of these things. And call unto me expecting me to show you great and mighty things that you know not of and to help you distinguish my greatness in where you are right now. And I want you to hear that one more time. The, the ability to, to distinguish the greatness that already exists right now you're not calling unto God, you're crying out to God. And it's a difference because when you call unto God, you call unto him according to his word and his promises. And when I, you cry out to God, you cry out to God with your circumstances and situations. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying, he said, you, your key and your answer is calling out to me. And you don't call out to God based on your situation. You call out to God based on his provision. That's why I said it's not what he provides, it's how he provides. And how he provides is you acknowledge him in your call out to him. I know that this thing is nothing to you. I know that what's facing me right now, you've seen this before I was yet in my mother's womb. I know that all the answers that I need, you have already. And help me to stop focusing on me and to focus on you and how you provide. See, what he provides is a thing. How he provides can become a habit for us if we understand. So, Lindsay, you've commented on this recently to me. Like, wow, you just so, everything you're just going like, it'll be okay. It's because I've gotten focused on how he provides. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what he's going to do. But I know he's going to do it. And I know how he does it is going to be supernaturally above what I understand. So even if I share with you this whole mango story, it, to me, it was like, 
didn't even ask for that. You showed me that. And then I come back and you put it on my heart. First thing I walk in the door, I'm just getting out the cab, coming from the airport, go back there and see how the mangoes are doing. And I'm telling you this. This is not to say to you, oh, you just don't even know how good God is, blah, blah, blah. No, this is not that kind of message. This is not to show you just how insignificant your prayers are and how wrong you are in the way you pray. This is not what this message is about. This message is about there is a God who has provided before you even ask. I heard Corby say it not too long ago. Lindsay said it the other day. It's the math. It's the figuring out how it works, the numbers. And if you figure out how the numbers work, they work, baby, and they work every time. God, you provide. I don't know how. And at this point, I'm getting less and less, do I even care? I just know you do. And how you choose to do it needs to be unveiled to me. I called Angie last night because some stuff was on my heart. And I said, Angie, you know, you spoke a word over me. So a couple of weeks ago, she and Edwards prayed with me and she prayed and she got a word from God. I need to forgive myself. Okay. What does that mean? Like in my heart, I was like, God, okay. There's a lot of stuff I can need to forgive myself for. I can, listen, I can run down the list of all the stuff that I think I ain't right about. What do I need to forgive myself for? And what does that mean? And I sat with it and I prayed and I got some insight, but it was just, I still was like, God, what, what does that mean? So I called Angie last night and she said, and I can share this because this is my story. I can tell my business. So she said, you know, usually when God gives me a word for people, I don't ask what it means. I keep it moving. I go about my business. She said, but this one I happen to ask, what does that mean? And now you're calling me back so I can tell you. And the way she put it was, I want you to listen to this. You've always been one to put to, 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 to come clean when you know you're wrong. You'll, you'll share it in front of the church. You'll own your mess. You take responsibility for what you did, just like you're doing in this situation. Now that you've done that, you need to forgive yourself and let yourself go. So I was still trying to earn forgiveness from God. I was trying to do penance where he was saying, but I promised you deliverance and forgiveness at the cross. It's not what he gives me, it's how he gives it to me. I gave you that on the cross thousands of years ago. You asking me for something now that I've already given you. It's not what you need, it's how you need to tap into what I've already done. Call unto me. I will answer you. Don't whine to me. Ask him, God, show me. Help me. 
understand the provision that you've made for me. Show me where to walk that I walk right into your blessings. Help me to not judge myself according to earthly judgment or my own judgment, but to see myself the way you see me, that I can walk the way you want me to walk. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to make more mistakes in life. You're going to disappoint some people. You're going to get on some people's nerves. That doesn't matter. How do you see me, God? Well, they don't want to forgive me. doesn't matter. Do you forgive me? So he comes to him again. I don't know what he did to wind up in prison. I have to go read the story now. I probably read it before. I just don't remember. But I do know this. God said, call unto me. I am the maker of heaven and earth. And I've already provided for you before you thought you had a need. All the promises of God are yea and amen. The needs, the dreams, the visions, the everything else. Stop judging yourself and judge what God promised. That even in the state that I am today, I don't care if I've been stuck or stagnant for 10 years, you can come up out that hole right now by listening to him when he says, if you ask me, I will answer you by showing. I need you to catch this. This is the final point of the message. I will answer you by showing. You see where I'm bring, how I'm bringing it home? Not what he provides, how he provides. I will answer you by showing you great and mighty things that you don't know about. I will show you things that are available to you that you can't even see or conceive that your mind can't even identify or recognize. God answers your prayers by showing. And in that showing, he gives you the gift to see in everything going forward. If you keep asking for the trinket, you will only go from one happy moment to a sad moment to a happy moment to a sad moment. Your spiritual life will be a roller coaster of ups and downs. But when you say, God, show me, I'm calling unto you so that you can show me, that you can reveal to me, that you can make things plain to me that I could not see. And if I do that, then I'll have a peace that lasts. Total restoration comes from God being able to show you that which is not plain to you right now. All your deliverance is in wisdom. All of it. So I'll say this today right now, and you can pray with me right now if you want. Father, change our perspective. Let us not look for you in things. Let us look for you in wisdom insight, understanding, knowledge of God. Teach me, Father, to call unto you for insight and revelation. Show me the way to be a blessing to others through the things that I get, which are eternal and can be passed down. You want me 
to learn how to fish and not to keep asking you for a fish. I understand. Teach me how to fish correctly and teach me how to teach others to fish that you may be glorified in my life and I will then be able to share that glory with others that they may find glory in you as well. We lay down today worry, fear, trepidation, or even being in the deep contest for anything on this earth. We trust you to give us the wisdom to navigate all the things that life puts in front of us and come to us a second time or a third time or fourth time, however many times it takes for us to understand that you are the provision, not the things you provide. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name and amen.